Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David and with me is Bo. How's it going, David? It's going good, man. How's it going with you? Pretty good, dude. How was how was your week? Oh, it was. Uh, it could have been a better week. I was actually quite ill the first half of the week, but uh, then I got oh. better and uh, now I'm, I'm rocking it hardcore to the max. How about you? You know, I didn't plan. I didn't plan this ahead of time. But should we tell everybody that we played uh, Magic: The Gathering via Skype about a week ago? <laughs> we certainly should, dude. So before uh, before I got ill, we've, we've talked about it in the past, and you know, and he thought it couldn't be done, and I was like, yeah. "Well, I'm going to prove this guy wrong," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it was fun. It was good, man. So I basically, I actually bought. It's the first time I've bought some Magic cards in many, many years, and. Uh, but I bought a, a a trainer pack or whatever it is, those pre-made pack things, and we set up the yeah. Skype and we went through it and it worked. I reckon it worked. Yeah, like I had my camera set up above my desk so that David could see my cards, and then you had yours set up, you know, similar way so I could see your cards. Yeah. And then basically I cleared off my computer desk so that all I had was my cards and my computer monitor. Yeah. So whenever I'm playing and I look up, like if I were looking up to see across the table, literally what I saw was your half of the table. Yeah. So it was, it was almost as if. Uh, oh, and you know, I just now noticed this. The great thing about it was, it was, it was kind of like if you were playing an opponent that was playing his cards upside down. Yeah. Because I could view view your cards, at, you know, face up for me. Yeah. Um. So it was it was a really interesting experiment. It works. We got to do more of it. I want to video some of it and uh, post it on the website. I want people to see. Just how ultra nerds we are that that we can play Magic the Gathering uh, from two different continents, not over the Magic the Gathering, you know, they have a program that actually does this. We didn't actually need to use Skype, but, <laughs> but we played with physical cards via Skype webcams. That's got to be the nerdiest thing anyone's ever done with the internet. It is ridiculous. But uh, so they've, they've got their own app, you say. But you have to use their cards. And it's just, it's not, you have to buy cards yeah, just for that, cards. yeah. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't have been the same. I'm happy to give it a go though. But I, I like the way we had it. It was. I mean, mine was ridiculous. Oh yeah. I, was, I actually used. Oh my yeah. IPad. This is the way I'm doing it. Yeah. Video um, Skype on my iPad, and I had it stacked up on uh, Game of Thrones book collection. So I had like six books <laughs> as a stack, and I had the iPad sitting on top of that. And mine was the same. I could on my screen, I could see your cards, and uh, I had my cards in front of me. And even, I mean, even Crystal, who just has no time for any of this sort of crap. When she came home and saw the setup, she was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so that'll give you an idea. I mean, she didn't want to play. I was like, oh, do you want to play? She's like, no. Nah. <laughs> i got better things to do with my time. The but- hardest part was, you know, I played Night Vale Spectre, which allows me to take control of, of your cards. Yeah. So it was hard to do that mechanic because, you know, obviously you can't hand me the card or put it on my side of the table. Uh, we had to figure out uh, a really clever way to do that. Yeah, so, we worked it out. You, used, you <laughs> used your token. The only the only problem with that is you kept forgetting about it, so I had to keep reminding you. So it was very much an honor system. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, you just had this blank token card thing sitting there, and it was half the time you're like, what is this again? And I was like, oh, I remember it's this card over here. <laughs> but it, it worked out. I think it worked out. I think it worked pretty well. I mean, it's... It's. I mean, there's there's going to be a couple of mechanics we're not going to be able to use. I do. I do also <laughs> need to point out, just for full disclosure, that uh, I was playing with you know a modern modern deck, and you were playing with your modern decks, and and uh, I kept losing, and so I got upset, <laughs> so I pulled out my my legacy decks that I used to actually play with professionally <laughs> back in the day, 
and uh, just so I could get some victories under my belt. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't very fair, but I, I don't care. I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you accepted it, so it was fine. Right, uh, right. That was cool, though. Man. It was good. It had, it was cool. <laughs> my my week has been busy. I like I was busy all week this week. I feel like every time I come on the show, <laughs> I'm always talking about how busy my week was. Yeah, you're always uh, busy. Well, I got news. I'm going on vacation, so the next episode we do together, I will be just coming on. I'll actually still be on vacation. I'm going to do it from the beach. So, well, well that, that uh, episode is also uh, we've, got, we've got a guest star, Ren, from uh, Forty Two Geek Street on that episode. Oh, so he's oh. going to be very excited that you're on. When I told him you weren't going to be on, he was quite upset. That's cool stuff. But that <laughs> week, that week, I won't be coming on saying, "Oh man, it was so busy." I, I should be saying, "Oh, I didn't do a thing this week. <laughs> didn't do a thing." But we had uh, so ECN, uh, the other podcast I do, the we'll say the stepchild of of NCP. That's not the, um, what are you talking about? You were <laughs> you were around before me. If anything, I'm the stepchild of of ECN. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we went to a uh, launch party for a new television show. Well, not it's a web series. Yeah, a new web series local here in town uh, called Boogerman Bounties. Yeah, and uh, it's a really unusual show. I really enjoyed it. I was planning on selling T-shirts and doing some interviews. There was uh, there was some zombies there from The Walking Dead. Uh, we're, we live really close to where they filmed The Walking Dead, so it's it's not unusual to at almost any event see Walking Dead zombies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, there was some Walking Dead zombies there that we got some pictures with, and um, one of them was like, you know, it's not like we're interviewing Rick from The Walking Dead. I mean, she's just like. She was one of the zombies that like attacked Rick and then got shot in the face or something, you know. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, but in the zombie extra world, that's like you know that might as well be Rick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, it's better than just one of the nameless ones that just that sort of uh, just sort of stumble around. If you actually get killed on screen, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and there was like there's there was a local radio show there, and. Last time I went to a con, we went to a con one time as a podcast, and the local, the same local radio show was there, and they basically stole the show. They literally put their booth in front of our booth. Nobody even knew we were separate from them. People were coming up to and asking us if we were them, you know? Those and, um, and then we were like, no, we're ECN Radio. And they are like, who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we gave the... I decided let's just give the shirts out for free because I want everybody walking around here to be wearing an ECN shirt and not this radio show shirt. So we gave everybody shirts and we interviewed everybody in the crowd. We, um, we had speakers with us. We turned the speakers up. We were interviewing the people on the show because all the people on the show were friends with us and invited us there. So it was a great night. Cool. I, I, I actually watched the, uh, the book of man. I mean, I wasn't there at the launch party, obviously, but I, I watched, uh, all the episodes that they had previously before this launch, and I, I quite enjoy it. I actually, I quite I like it a lot. Actually, it's, oh, it's, um, it's like seriously completely different, though. It's oh, completely it? different than that. Yeah, to those, to those videos, they, those videos are pretty old, and it's before they actually got picked up by the production company Bearded, Bearded Guys Productions. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, what a great title because everybody there had a beard. It was <laughs> like everybody there wore like a XL or a double XL, and they had a beard. It was that was the. That was like the theme of the night, and bald. Everybody was bald with beards and bellies. It was great. I fit right in. I just had to shave my head. I mean, I fit right in. <laughs> bald, beard, belly. <laughs> it's the combo, the trinity. <laughs> cool. All right, that's, that's, uh, it's been a busy, busy week. Right, it's, it's, uh, yeah. 
Well, continuing the, uh, the, the NCP slash ECN theme, I'm very excited to announce that uh, NCP are actually going to be going to New York Comic Con. So, uh, <laughs> yay! <laughs> so, uh, so Australia's own NCP is hitting, hitting America, and uh, it's going to be awesome for a number of reasons. I mean, one, New York City, awesome. Uh, we get to New York Comic Con, which is mad. I mean, the amount of people that have gone to that show is just is phenomenal. So it'll be a huge experience. Oh, yeah. But uh, more, most importantly, of course, is that uh, Crystal and myself get to meet Bo and the ECN crew. Yeah, woo! <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So it's going to be, it's going to be like, so, you know, a bit of co-production. We'll do it. We'll do a show while we're there. Uh, it's going to be absolutely mad stuff. So we'll have we'll have more I details think- as we get closer to the, to the dates. But because uh, it's not for a couple of months yet, but. It's very, very exciting. I think just to keep up the tradition, though, uh, I'm going to call you via Skype from my hotel room. You call me from your hotel room, and we're going to play Magic the Gathering uh, from one hotel room to the other. <laughs> oh, that's so I, – I didn't even think about it, but I am taking my decks with me for sure now. Oh, yeah. My deck goes with me everywhere I go. We can just, just mention it now. So you and I will be sitting there. We're in, we're in New York City. Cost us thousands to get there. We're just going to sit there and play Magic <laughs> Our wives are going to be like, oh, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, but, yeah, but like, it'll cost us thousands to get there, but we only have so many opportunities to play Magic in the same room together. That's it. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. That's what we'll be doing in, in Grand Central Park. <laughs> Playing magic. Oh, that's crazy. But, yeah, so that's, that's uh, really exciting news. So um, that's um, combined with our convention appearances here in Australia. It's going to be a, a pretty busy year, but the chance, the chance to go to New York Comic Con and to meet Bo in person is pretty amazing stuff so i'm damn excited dude it's gonna be awesome i can't wait yeah. i can't wait to meet you guys can't wait to see new york comic-con can't wait to play magic it's gonna be great <laughs> magic let's <laughs> <laughs> so move it on to pop culture news Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's gonna be the have- excitement of the night <laughs> I actually don't have a lot, uh, a lot in the in the in the way of actual pop culture news because uh, you know there's there's been stuff happening but nothing earth shattering all that exciting. Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Martin are getting a divorce, but you know who cares? But uh, I've just got a, I've just got a couple of personal things. I just wanted to, a couple of website related stuff. We've got um, we've actually launched NCP TV, uh, which is the a sister site to NoCulturePodcast.com which will be all our videos. So I'm actually going to start taking videos of our convention appearances. We'll be starting next weekend, which is Supernova Expo, which is very exciting. We've actually got a young lady by the name of Silhouette who's going to be doing uh, interviews for us. So I'll be doing some sort of uh, video interviewing and sort of just stuff around the event. And, of course, I'll take the camera to, to New York Comic Con as well. That'd be cool. But uh, so either you need to go to ncptv.net on its own or there's a link button from the website. So at the moment, uh, it's just got a couple of uh, previews on there. But as of next week again, it'll actually have some original content. It'll be awesome. And also, I want to mention that uh, we've updated the Meet the Crew page. So check out the Meet the Crew page. It's it's quite popular. But uh, not only it's, so it's basically any, anybody who contributes to NCP in any way, including Intermediate Age Bo, uh, is uh, <laughs> is on there as well. So uh, check it out. It's it's pretty damn cool. Well, according, I mean, yeah, according to your blurb, you you do podcast naked. I do, I do. That's why we that's why we don't do live video. 
<laughs> and never will. No. Uh, so, but uh, and that's just some just some uh, NCP news. But you actually ha- you actually have some legitimate pop culture news. Oh yeah, I found this article just before going on the air. Apparently, Richard Donner, the director of the original Goonies, um, has officially announced that. Well, he was. I don't know how official it is. He was signing autographs in Beverly Hills, and TMZ was there asking him questions. And uh, I mean. I'm sure he would know. He's talking to TMZ. This is going to be on national television. Yeah. Um, and he confirmed that he is working on a sequel um, and that he they asked him, um, do you think that any of the original cast will get involved? And his response was hopefully all of them. Um, so, I mean, to me, I can read into that response a little bit. It sounds like hopefully all of them. It kind of leads me to believe that this is early, 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 early in production. Like, he's got the idea to do a Goonies sequel. Maybe he's been given the okay to do it. But we're not going to see it for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hey, I love The Goonies. It was a great movie. <laughs> it was. Um, he's not going to get all. He's only... not going to get all the cast though. You don't think so? No, Josh Brolin won't do it. It'll, it'll, it'll cost too much money anyway. I mean, it's Corey Feldman. Yeah. And, yeah. And Sean, Sean, Aston, Sean Aston for sure. You don't. I want them to do it. I don't care if they're all there. I, I want them to do it anyway. I mean, obviously the movie's not going to be about them. They're just going to be cameos, yeah. parents or something. It should, be, it, should, it should be the next generation. Yeah, all they need is a few of them to just be the parents of the other kids, and then bam, they got a sequel. That's all they need. <laughs> yep, I'm totally with you. A funny story, The Goonies is one of the only movies, probably the only movie, that gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Really? Why? I don't know. It's not even a scary movie. It's a great movie, <laughs> and I loved it when I was a kid. I watched it all the time, yep. but every once in a while, I would dream about those skeletons that was on the pirate ship. Yeah. I'm talking like I was a little kid. Yeah. They're like 17. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was a little kid, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would have bad dreams about those skeletons on the pirate ship. But I love the movie, and I'd watch it every night anyway. I don't know, man. I, I feel you. We, last episode, we were talk, we, we discussed our um, our top five Australian TV shows, and one of mine was the Paul Hogan Show, which is a comedy starring Paul Hogan. You know, Crocodile Dundee. And uh, when I, I watched it when I was a kid, and there was a there was a skit in that, like a comedy bit in that, that gave me nightmares for like a year or eight later. <laughs> so I mean, there was, a, there was, a, com- was a, com- a comedy bit in there where he goes to the toilet and he, like he lifts the lifts the lid of the toilet, and there's a piranha in the toilet bowl, and it jumps out and attacks oh, him. God. It jumps out and attacks him, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and it's meant to be comedy. But I mean, I was I was just young, and even though I loved the show, that bit, you know, I, I was I was. I was checking the toilet, the inside of the toilet, with a with a long <laughs> stick uh, for for years after. So it'll give you an idea. <laughs> cool. Let's, uh, like I said, didn't have much in the way of pop culture news, so uh, that's it for that one. So let's just move along to our reviews. So Intermediate Age Bo will have uh, review number one, and he's going to be reviewing the Lego movie. So I saw this. Uh, everybody was telling me to watch this movie. I don't know. Has everybody – have you seen the Lego movie? I have. It's actually – it's it's interesting that you picked this because it only just got released. Actually, oh. yeah, it only just got released in Australia. Even though it was actually produced in Australia, Australia is actually the last territory to get it. <laughs> it's like really? yeah, like like a month or two after you guys got it. So it's uh, we're only just. Although I managed to see a preview a preview screening of it. So yes, I have seen. Well, it. I I never planned on I never planned on seeing it, but everybody was telling me to go see it. Yeah, everybody said it was hilarious. You got to go see it. 
I would I would be um, one of those people telling you to do that. I mean, I, I really did think it was funny. I would say, though, that there was a lot of hype that was pitched at me about it, and I don't know that it lived up to that hype. No, okay. Now, I thought it was a really funny movie. Um, if you have kids, if you, if you have a nephew, if you have kids, if there's some kids in your apartment building, you should take them to go see this movie. <laughs> just some random and, kids uh, down the street. Yeah, don't even ask. Don't even ask their parents. Just throw them in a van, take them to see this movie, and then take them back. They'll be okay with it. All right. I'd like to point just out. Tell them both said it was okay. NCP um, does not endorse throwing kids into vans. <laughs> um, but no, really, it, this is a movie that is. I felt like if I if I did have, I don't have any kids, but if I did have a kid, I actually have a younger sister. I would have went and saw this with her. But it's a great way to introduce superheroes to a younger sibling that may not be into superheroes because the movie's not a superhero movie but it has you know it has uh this caricature of batman superman and uh the green lantern in it yeah and they're kind of the stars of the of the movie even though they're not really their character you know what i mean yeah and, and it's really funny there's this whole dynamic where you know, Batman is kind of this jerk boyfriend to this other character on the movie, yeah. um, and uh, Superman is uh, somewhat of a hot shot, and, and uh, Green Lantern looks up to him, and I love the whole bit where like Green Lantern is like, "Oh, hey, Superman, how's it going?" <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, "Do I know you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you remember we were on that team together, and we did that thing." He's like, "Oh right, right, right." <laughs> you do, you do uh, Green Lantern's voice very well. Do you know who did, does do the voice for Superman and Green Lantern? No, I don't. Superman is Channing Tatum, and Green Lantern okay. is is Jonah Hill. So it's actually oh, so wow. it's basically it's the two guys from Twenty One Jump Street together. Yeah, again. yeah, it works. It works well. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's another really good thing about the movie is is the voices are, are a lot of really you know famous comedians and and they're they're all really funny. Yeah, the movie is about uh, the main character is like just a regular construction worker um, Lego piece or Lego man. Yeah, and um, He's uh, following the instructions. So, like, the whole premise of the beginning of the movie is that everybody's following the instructions. And, and you know, it's this whole, like, Rage Against the Machine kind of deal where, like, they're they're all, like, <laughs> you know, following the rules of society. And, and this one guy just for some reason doesn't fit in. And he doesn't have any friends. And, and they watch this show, Where's My Pants? <laughs> and, and just, Where's uh, my Anyway, they all watch the same, same TV shows. They all go to the same job every day. And, and it's great watching them put together, like, the buildings and stuff yeah. because they roll out the big mats of instructions and then they, and then they work out building the, the building. If you, if you were a kid playing with Legos, there, there will be Le- – there's Legos from every time period in this. So you will recognize Lego sets that, that you saw when you were a kid. And there is kind of this undertone in the movie of, like, there might be a bigger – a bigger uh, message behind the movie than just this is a funny movie about Legos, but it's not really it's not really like over the top. Um, and there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a plot twist at the end. It's not like an M Night Shyamalan kind of twist or anything like that. But I don't really want to spoil it. But halfway through the movie, I started thinking the way to enjoy this movie is to watch it as if you're watching a kid play with Legos. Like the way the storyline progresses and the way the characters do certain things. You're, it's kind of like the way you would enact things when you were a kid playing with you know toys where you know you you, you kind of make something happen just out of your imagination. Well, this needed to happen, so bam, it did kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Spot on. The, the movie's based on that premise, and whenever you see the the twist, you know, towards the end, it kind of explains everything as to why. But it's a pretty good movie. Uh, in the end, I felt like it was really just a kid's movie. 
it did have some appeal to adults because, like I said, it, it pulls things from so many different genres and so many different, you know, you know, time periods. It's it's it, that's why I'm saying you should go see it with a kid if you have kids, if you have a nephew, something like that. Go see this movie with them because he will enjoy it or she, I guess, will enjoy it, and it's got enough there for you that you'll enjoy it. And also, it kind of it kind of gives you an opportunity to be like, oh yeah, you like that character, huh? Well. Let me show you some comic books, you know. <laughs> cool. So I, I don't, if I if I am rating it, I'd yeah. say uh, three out of five. Cool. Actually, yeah. I, I I totally agree with you with the kids thing. It is uh, it is I think it is awesome to quote the uh, the song. Everything is awesome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, actually, I think it's a little too over the top for maybe the really younger kids. I think just a lot of just maybe so too much happens like in your face um, for the really really younger kids. But the I mean like your younger sister and stuff, she'd be like the perfect age for that sort of stuff. And I agree, it is it is hilarious and it is a must see. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was good. That's a fair and that is a that is a fair rating. Cool. So uh, my review is also going to be a film, and I'm going to be doing Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which funnily enough came out on the same day as the Lego Movie here. There you go. <laughs> it's all connected. It's synergy. That's what it is. Captain America the Winter Soldier is the latest Marvel production in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it stars Chris Evans as Captain America, and it follows on uh, after the events of you know, the first Captain America film, of course, uh, and uh, the Avengers. Uh, so Cap is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he's partnered up with uh, the Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson, and uh, he's just he's basically just doing a whole bunch of missions He's become a bit delusioned with the the way the shield sort of runs things. Uh, he's caught up quite a bit on uh, sort of current events after being on ice for quite a long time. There's still some more stuff that he needs to, ca- to catch up on. For example, he hasn't seen the Star Wars films yet, and you can you see that in this really really <laughs> cool scene where he meets uh, Sam Wilson, who would then who will eventually co- go on to become the Falcon later on in the film. Um, it's a cool little scene and uh, Sam re- recommends a particular album to him because he recognises who he is of course and so Cap pulls out this notebook, notepad and like writes the album down and this notepad's got a whole bunch of other stuff in there I do like to, I do want to point point out that one of the things on that list uh, is Skippy the Bush Kangaroo which is an Australian TV, Australian children's TV show from many years ago so that's a bit bizarre but he also got Star Wars and stuff like that on there um, so it's, it's so it's and the film is full of uh, quite a lot of cool scenes like that. Um, so that's that, that's going to be one of my three good things. Is that it's just it's the film has got a, quite a lot of a cool little quirky moments uh, that are actually quite funny and it sort of follows the sort of Marvel Cinematic Universe tradition of having the quirky little bits. Uh, I don't and I, I think they work a lot better in this film than they did in the Avengers. Sometimes in the Avengers they seem to be out of place um, and. As much as I love the Avengers, it just it sort of took away the seriousness of the situation by having these sort of sort of quirky moments. Whereas in this film, the quirky moments only really seem to happen in the non-serious bits, so it sort of made a bit more sense. Cap uh, has a has a bit of a running with Nick Fury, and uh, so it's Nick Fury, played by uh, Samuel L. Jackson, has a, a much larger role in this film. Uh, it has a bit of a running with him, and it sort of becomes a bit delusioned about the whole situation, and. Uh, but then after that, basically the crap hits the fan. It's, it's revealed that uh, an outside source—I uh, won't reveal who—but an outside source has infiltrated Shield, and Shield is basically corrupt, and uh, Cap has to fight against it. Uh, the major draw card of the film, of course, is the Winter Soldier himself. Uh, now, it's, it's to any comic reader, 
Uh, they'll they'll go into this film knowing who the Winter Soldier is. Uh, but majority of our, my audience uh, when we saw it um, Friday night didn't didn't obviously didn't know because it was you know there was gasps of surprise, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Um, and I intentionally didn't tell Crystal either, so Crystal didn't know. She didn't really care <laughs> about the reveal, but but uh, but still, it was still a surprise for her, so that was good. Um, and the Winter Soldier is is on screen is so well done. How the thing, how sort of the Winter Soldier and is uh, and all the rest of the special effects are realised is just so well done, especially the soldier's arm. Uh, but the Winter Soldier himself, is every appearance is, you know, is is mysterious and enigmatic, and you don't actually find out who he is until quite late later on uh, in the film, and uh, he just remains cool all out. I actually wasn't a huge fan of the Winter Soldier storyline in the comics themselves, but for some reason it just worked quite well on, on screen. And uh, the fight scenes, oh my god, they're awesome. They, you can actually you can see what's going on. I mean, it hasn't got that crappy sort of Batman sort of fear, so we actually can't even see what the hell's going on. Here. Just, every fight scene, you can actually see, you know who's fighting. Um, there was a couple of scenes where you could quite clearly tell that it was a, a body double or a stuntman or something, but you know, I was willing to let that slide. But uh, I mean, and all the fight scenes, are, all the basically all the action sequences are all awesome. I guess they all make perfect sense. They all flow with the story. And it just it gives you a perfect just a perfect chance to show just how powerful Captain America is. I mean, there's a reason why he is you know one of the main men of the Marvel universe. And in the first film, you don't really get a chance to see that. Uh, and even in the Avengers film, I'll be, I have to be honest with you, you really don't really get to see just why this guy is involved in this fight. Um, but in this film, you definitely get to see it. There's just a lot of cap kicking ass, and that is awesome. Um, <laughs> So I'll move on. I'll move on to my negatives. Uh, as my number one negative, and it's basically just the number one negative of not only this film but of just the current generation of films is goddamn handy cam. I just don't understand what the fascination with this thing is. Right? In some in some situations, it makes sense. The handy cam approach in TV shows like Firefly and, and Battlestar Galactica, it made sense. I'm cool with it. I'm fine. But in just in just nowadays modern film. If you've got a handy cam in any situation that is, that doesn't deserve it, like a documentary, a live feed, or even a fight scene, it's, there's no need for it. If you have two characters standing there having a conversation and the camera moves, you've failed as a filmmaker, in my opinion. I just that, that's it. You just automatically lose points. I just I can't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. And I actually got a headache. Um, so that's my major, major flaw of this film, and it actually it loses it loses a point because of it, and it's a shame because the directors do such a good job throughout with all the other stuff. Um, the rest of it is, but luckily the rest of it is cool enough to sort of bypass that. But oh, but uh, the other, I think the other, other negatives would be that um, I just it's just a little too long, um, and uh, it does lag a bit in the third act uh, before. So you have you know the first the first two acts. Uh, you know, are action-packed and, you know, lead up to this sort of big conclusion and then basically just nothing really happens. And then, of course, you get the big, you know, the big Marvel Cinema Universe conclusion that all these films seem to have. So, yeah, so uh, so basically because of uh, the handicap, it basically loses points, and but it is del- still definitely better than Captain America 1. And and better than actually, I had a lot more fun with this than uh, I did with uh, quite a few of the other Marvel Universe films. So uh, I'm definitely I'm going to give it four out of five. It was uh, a lot of fun, and I highly recommend seeing it. And of course, stick around for until uh, the uh, the end of the first first credits for the 
the little teaser video that's become the norm for all these films now. Uh, this one's actually quite important. It leads directly into uh, Avengers 2 um, and was very, very cool. Uh, most of the yeah. audience didn't have a clue, but <laughs> all the comic <laughs> fans, of course, will, will be uh, sitting there quite wrapped. It was, it was very cool. So I love go. those things at the end. Oh, yeah, they're also, they're also, sometimes they're a bit meh. Like the conversation between Nick Fury and Iron Man in the Hulk one is like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is very important, and uh, it's you definitely gonna st- you definitely want to stick around for it. It's very cool. Let's move on to Contest of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Alright, this is going to be an epic Contest of Champions, and I'm a bit... I'm a bit unsure of how we're going to do it, but we'll, we'll work it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> As we always do, we all, we'll work it out. But uh, this is a, another another uh, fan-suggested uh, Contest of Champions team-up, so uh, thank you very much to Brian, uh, who suggested this one. So um, he's a big fan of this segment, so I decided to grab one off his list. And we're doing Bane Bloodhoof from the WoW universe versus Bane from the Batman DC universe. So it's basically Bane versus Bane, which is awesome. <laughs> Young Bo is going to be Bane Bloodhoof, and I'm going to be Batman's Bane. And I do want to point out that we're going to be doing movie cinema Bane, not uh, the the comic Bane. I'm not going to do his voice though, because <laughs> I just can't be bothered. I got a I got a cup. I can do a Bane voice. You can do a Bane. Go for it. Hello. <laughs> this is Bane. <laughs> that is so good. That's so I'm just well talking done. into a. I'm talking into my cuff, coffee mug. All right, wait. Let me get a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the time has come. What do you reckon? Does that work? Yeah, it works. All right, I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fake an American accent though. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't even have an American accent. He had like a stupid pseudo British accent. Yeah, he had a Bane accent. I'm gonna be Australian. I'm gonna be Australian Bane. Okay. So I've got a, a, quite an elaborate scenario for this one. So you ready? Yep. All right. I'm ready. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to you. <laughs> King, that's what she said. All right. Ready? Okay. After the defeat of Garrosh and the siege of Ogrimmar, Bane is in Dalaran to receive a commendation. Unbeknownst to everyone, however, Bane, as in the DC Universe one, has arrived in Azeroth and has decided that his first target will be Dalaran. He rigs it to blow and brings it crashing down. While surveying the damage, he notices a survivor. It's Bane Bloodhoof, crawling out of the rubble. (laughs) He gives him a moment to recover his wits and then confronts him. Greetings. I am glad to see that there are beings of strength on this world. Please take a moment to compose yourself. Then we will have the battle that honor demands. Bane Bloodhoof shakes his head to both clear away the ringing in his ears and in disbelief at what he is hearing and seeing. But then enraged at the destruction, he charges his strange opponent. The battle begins. Cool. So, mm. like I said, uh, Bo is going to be Bane, uh, as in... Wow, Bane, and I'll be Bane, the, the DC Bane. Even I'm getting confused. <laughs> I've got it written down, and even I'm starting to get a bit confused. Yeah, this is going to be confusing. You can be, you can be BB, and I'll be Bane. There you go. Cool. Okay, well, Bane Bloodhoof, as far as what he is in uh, the lore, is he just like a warrior? Yep. 
I, I, I've read a few Christy Golden books that that uh, that have Bane as the main character, and uh, I find it interesting that in the latest expansion of World of Warcraft, Bane is uh, Bane is wanting to overthrow Garage Hellscream because Hellscream is almost a Bane DC villain type character, yeah. where he's wanting to use this extreme power, you know, to corrupt. Even though it's going to corrupt himself, he knows he knows that he can use that power. You know, to control Azeroth, and Bane, you know, is just completely against that sort of thing, and would never abuse such power himself. Like Bane would never use the power of the Shah in order to overthrow Garrosh. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think this is an interesting team up because, like, I think the team up probably came up because you know the names are similar, yeah. but it's actually a really <laughs> interesting team up because while Bane from the DC universe would you know corrupt himself with such power and he, he would use it to his advantage and and uh you know bane bloodhoof is the is the polar opposite of that they're 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 actually really good teamed up teamed up uh characters yeah i mean bane bloodhoof only would only stop garrosh he only wants to stop garrosh because of the destruction that he's going to bring to the rest of the world i mean he even i mean they've got a pretty uh, a shared history bane it's like bane's in charge of the torrents now because of his the death of his father, uh, Khan, and Khan dies in a fight with Garrosh, uh, but only because yeah. the Grim Totems uh, poison Garrosh's weapon, and so when he gets nicked with the, he gets wounded with the weapon, he eventually dies. And Garrosh is furious because even though he wanted to kill Khan, he wanted to do it in an honourable way, and this and this is not yeah. honourable. And so and so Bane knows that. So Bane, when Bane gets put into power. Uh, he doesn't go up against Garrosh and, uh, for revenge because he knows that Garrosh didn't in, uh, didn't intend for Khan to die in that way. Right. Garrosh is lucky that that happened that way anyway because Khan probably could would have won. So, um, so it's mm. it's it's an, he's an interesting character, Bane Bloodhoof actually. And uh, yeah. as, as you pointed out today, he's actually he's there at the siege of Ogrima. Uh, he is. He doesn't say a word. He's just a lump in the background, he's but he's there. Boy. But he's there. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty important. But uh, so. Movie Bane. The reason I wanted to point out that it's movie movie Bane because uh, he would do this. He would destroy D- Dalaran for you know some sort of some sort of message for whatever it might be uh, for for this in this particular scenario. I will say it's because it's his introduction to the world. Uh, DC Comics Bane, though, so the comics version of Bane, he wouldn't bother with this sort of crap, um, and uh, he'd go about it in a completely different way. He won't even probably wouldn't even go after Bane. He'd go he'd be going straight for Garrosh, but. Uh, yeah, um, the reason I like the Dalaran scenario is because uh, the movie, the movie version of of Bane, the DC villain, <laughs> yeah. he you know he cut off Manhattan from the rest of the world by you know just cutting off the bridges and and the coming and going of of Manhattan, and so I kind of think of I was I was just thinking of what's a place in Azeroth that Bane could take over and cut off from the rest of the world, yeah, and. The first place to pop in my mind is, is Dalaran, yeah, it's because it's floating in in the middle there. Yeah. Right, so uh, so that's that's the scenario that we've got. Bane, he's he's uh, he's wounded and uh, he's enraged, so he's at full full rage, and uh, he's, full rage. he's charged Bane, who's who's there waiting for him. So it's hand to hand combat. Uh, he doesn't have his, his massive mace, two handed mace with him. Hand to hand combat. We're going to go for it. What do you think, Bane, DC villain, the villain Bane? What do you think WoW race or WoW class he most resembles? Oh, that was, that was, that's an excellent question. I should have pointed that out. So uh, so I'll go through Bane stuff. Well, I've made Bane a warrior. 
Now, I was I was originally going to go Monk, but uh, because of his hand to hand stuff. But instead, I've gone oh. an unarmed warrior, uh, and I've yeah. made him an arms warrior, and I think that fits the best because I, I, I was originally going to go Fury, uh, but I think arms fits him best because he's he's calculating, and arms is all about is all about calculated strikes. Whereas Fury is just about going crazy, you know, whirl, whirlwind and all that sort of stuff. And Bane doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's so I've made him an arms warrior, So which means he has uh, the abilities Mortal Strike, Overpower, Slam, and Colossus Smash, um, just to sort of tie him into, because I only gave Bane the four abilities that he has in the game, Cleave, Mortal Strike, Uppercut, and War Stomp. All right, I've got this figured out. All right, what do you, what do you think about this? We use a D6, a... One to three is a miss. A four to a six is a hit. But then you also roll a d6. So if you get uh, a four or six, you've blocked that hit. And if you get a one or a three, then you have it blocked and it just hits as normal. And we'll use we'll use their abilities that we've got we've got listed here. The first person to get yeah. four successful hits wins. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. This is exciting. All right, I've got my d6. You got your d6. All right, I'm cool. All good. Now, uh, so as we said, you start first. I just now realized this is still on the honor system because you can't see what I roll. No, of course I, of course I trust you. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to roll all sixes. I'm just kidding. So, uh, so Bane's charged. He gets the first attack. What do you want to do? Uh, well, since he charges, it would stun uh, the villain Bane yeah. uh, for, I think, like seven seconds. And then uh, he would, according to our list here, he would go ahead and use his his uppercut, the big hitter. Yep. Oh, it's a miss. Oh, I won't even bother trying to roll. I got a two. All right, cool. So you've charged in. You've gone for an uppercut. You missed. I'm now going to go in for an attack on you. Uh, I am, of course, going to hit. Do an overpower. So the overpower is uh, does damage, but also it can't be blocked or dodged or anything like that. This is awesome. It's like a bit of D&D action. All right, roll it to hit. I know. <laughs> oh, that's a miss. It's a three. Wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, all right. Oh, shoot. I dropped my dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you missed, and I am going to I'm gonna try the uppercut again. Go for it. I don't know why. That's the problem with this is I don't know why I wouldn't try the uppercut. Well, you could oh, do it. Well, no. You, know, you know, you could do I'm a gonna war do stomp. I'm going to do a war stomp. Yeah, I'm do gonna a do war a stomp. stomp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gains extra attack. I'm going to do a war of stop because it could stun you if it hits. Oh, got a six. All right. I'm going to roll the block or miss or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> no, no. I got a one. You hit. All right. Okay. So, so, that, hit. so, that's, a, so that's a hit. And it and stuns you and knocks you back. Stunned me and now you can hit me again. All right. I'm rolling for the next one. And this time it's going to be an uppercut. Six again! Oh, and I'm stunned, so I can't block. So that's another hit. Two to Bane Bloodhoof. Right. Two to Bane Bloodhoof. All right. All right. So now my turn. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to overpower again. <laughs> Why the hell not? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a six. You can't be oh. blocked. That's it. All about hit. Bingo. All right. Your turn. So how many hits? How many hits is that on me? That's. Uh, that's one. So I've hit you. I've, you've got you've got two against me. I've got one against you. Okay. All right. I am going to. Uh, so you hit me. So that means you had to get closer. You're not in charge range. I'm going to try the uh, war stomp again. See if I can stun you. Yeah. Good call. All right. And rolling. 
Five. All right, I'm gonna try and block it. That's a six. That's a block. <laughs> moved away. Drop my dice again. <laughs> He's gonna stop moving, dropping your dice. All right, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna go with a colossus smash. Okay. All right, that's a four. That's a hit. Oh, all right. So I have to try to block it. Oh, I got a one. I can't block it. It's a hit so two, now. Two. So that's a. And not only is that a hit now, the Colossus Smash normally the next attack bypasses fifty percent armor. So what we're going to say yeah. is on my on my next attack when you go to block, I got to hit. I got to make like a five or six. You got to five. Yeah, you got to you got to roll. No, we'll make you got to roll a six. Okay. All right. Cool. That's your hit. All right. I got to I got to If I have a good st- if I have a good war stomp. And then another hit, so two hits in a row. That's that's victory. I can, I can win. Yep. All right, so come on, dice. Come on, dice. <laughs> a four. All right. Is that good? All right. That's good. All right. All right. Let me try that to was, hit. So that was a war stomp. You're yep. stunned. And no, no, I can come to. I can roll to block. block oh, the oh, stomp. sorry. But it's no, block. I, but yeah. I blocked the three. So it's a, that's a successful war stomp. So that's a hit. All right, so. I mean, you're at three of four. I think you're in execute phase, and, and so I think I'm going to go for the execute, all right? I've got to hope all the whale listeners are sitting there going, yeah. Oh, I dropped it again. Hold on. <laughs> Do it again. All right. Suck. All right. This is going to be a good roll. Uh, four. Oh, cool. But, and I'm stunned from the wall stop. That's victory. Oh, so I won. That's victory Whoa. to Blood Oath. <laughs> Down I go. I- Execute. I would really like to see a raid boss uh, um, Bane. That'd be a lot of fun. It's but, not if you really think about it. It's not that different than than Garage as a raid boss. <laughs> well, there you go. Well done. So uh, Bane has avenged all the citizens of Dalaran and uh, taken down the uh, DC Bane. It's been very. But how do they get the? How do they get Dalaran floating again? I mean, is it like stuck now? Oh, that's their problem. <laughs> I can figure it out. Yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> that's their problem. Those bloody mages. Well, thanks again to Brian for that uh, team up. Uh, it took a little bit of work, but uh, we got it happen. And, and I quite liked this die roller business, man. I reckon we should use it. I think anytime we have two characters like this that are just so close and compare, there's no way to to really you know pick out a winner yeah we should we should totally dnd it like this all right i reckon it's a winner and uh, it's just the simplified <laughs> rules i think it works cool yeah. so that's it for contest of champions let's move on to azerothian times all right now uh, not uh, not a huge amount of stuff has happened in the the world of blizzard except for probably the release of the diablo 3 expansion which uh, means yes. nothing, nothing to either of us since neither of us play. No, I heard it was really short, though. Like, I, I've seen on my Facebook feed, some of my friends are saying they beat it in, like, just a few hours. Oh, really? Well, I know that... Like, um, literally a few, yeah. Well, Yoda, now that Well Yoda doesn't play WoW anymore, he's uh, he's now become D3 Yoda. And, uh, well, he's got to change his name, right? Got, yeah. Well, no, we like Well Yoda. We're going to stick with that. But um, <laughs> but he's uh, he started doing some uh, D three builds. So check that out on the site uh, podcast dot com. He's done some uh, D three builds there because uh, he's right into that stuff. So he's he's got the expansion. He's going for it. But uh, in terms of the actual news for the company itself, not a lot. There's just sort of you know it's, it's sort of going along, waiting for uh, the expansion to come out. So. Uh, yeah, we're for, in a real in between phase right the, now. It's the in between phase, and that brings me that brings me to one of the things I want to talk about is that I'm just, I'm basically just over WoW. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just over it. I just I actually logged in a couple of days ago, and I was just so unbelievably bored. If I if I see the Timeless Isle ever again, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I just, oh, just, I don't. I don't go out there. Uh, I, I, you know, I just, I just bought the expansion and I upgraded my my hunter or whatever. Yeah, I don't even give a crap about that hunter. I'll be honest with you. The instant level ninety thing. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be it's because not. you forget about all of the. You know, I have to go get all the honor and reputation from like. You know all of these obscure factions that I got while I was leveling in Mr. Pandaria. I almost think an instant boost to eighty or eighty eighty-five probably would have been a better deal. That way, you had to go from eighty-five to ninety and get all the the reputation and stuff. But I really think that us early adopters, the people that bought it first, we're kind of getting the short end. We're kind of getting a raw deal because if you wait till Warlords of Draenor comes out. And then you buy the uh, the boost, or you buy the you know expansion, and you get the boost. Then you have to play through whatever ninety to hundred content looks like. So I mean, yeah, I kind of think I kind of got the raw deal by buying it early. Honestly, I think I would have been better off waiting. So I, I basically I find I now I just I've got so many nineties that I've you know I've got a ninety of every class essentially, and I just I basically I'm just now just bored. You know what I mean? I mean it's, it's hard to sort of focus on the one character. And get all that reputation, get you know, get all the stuff that you need, get all geared up, and all sort of stuff. I just, it's just not, it's really just not doing it for me. I'm basically, I mean, I'm in a holding pattern until the expansion comes out, which I'm very excited. For. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the expansion, but I'm with you too. I don't really have anything going on. Some of my friends that kind of quit for a while are now getting back into it. Yeah. And uh, you know, because they're excited about the new expansion, and and they're not like me and you, where they played through this whole thing. So like. You know, we've already done all this stuff. And so I'm helping them with all kinds of stuff that, like, I really am over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm tired of going to that damn island. Yeah. I'm tired of, you know, running heroics. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm past all that. And I'm helping them doing it just because, you know, they're friends of mine. But truthfully, I'm bored, guys. Sorry yeah. to tell you. I'm <laughs> Sorry. <still> bored. But you might also be in a purge phase. You know, like, WoW kind of yeah. goes where you binge. And then you purge. Yeah. And you binge and you purge. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm definitely in the played, purge stage. Yeah, I think you are. And I kind of am too. I want to play tonight. I, mean, I can't wait to play tonight. But that's because I've been like almost two weeks without playing because I actually raided two weeks ago after the last podcast we did. I actually raided and gear dropped for me. And I have not gemmed or enchanted that gear. <laughs> like in two weeks, it's just been sitting in my bag because. I basically use WoW. So here's a little bit of Azerothian time news. I basically use WoW to chat with you a lot of times. I log yeah. in and just do chat with you because that's kind of the easiest way for us to chat with different time zones. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but they added chat to the WoW launcher now. Yeah, I don't pretty, even have pretty to, cool. I don't even have to go into the game. Yeah, I can just chat with you um, straight from the WoW launcher. So <laughs> if you have the new WoW launcher downloaded, you'll see a friends list. And it not only shows you the friends that are logged into WoW, but it shows you all the friends that have the launcher open. Yeah. So even people that may have Hearthstone, that may be playing Diablo, even if they're just sitting at their desktop but the WoW launcher you know, is in their taskbar, you can chat with those people without having to log in. Yeah, I love I love this WoW launcher, man. It's, it's, this, morning, this morning when we were chatting before we started the show, I had WoW on one screen – the launcher in the background, Hearthstone on the other screen, and whenever we were chatting, oh, yeah. the messages were coming up in both Hearthstone and WoW because <laughs> it's, it's and it was sweat beating off the side of your computer from trying to run all this as well. <laughs> what are you talking about? My computer is a beast. 
Uh, yeah, that was, it, was, it was really, really cool. But, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Hearthstone. I mean, that's that's basically what I've been into. I mean, I've been hardcore into Hearthstone the last couple of days, man. It's, uh, I originally originally only started playing it because I wanted that half steed for WoW. And I was like, nah, yeah. this, is, this is not for me. But you've, you've done it to me, man. It's like you, ever since we played uh, Magic the Gathering <laughs> over Skype... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, well, I can't, well, I've got no one to play Magic the Gathering with other than Bo, so I'll check up the, I'll check on this uh, Hearthstone, and I've just been going at it for hours. I played it yesterday. It had to be eight hours, give, eight hours of Hearthstone, man. I love Hearthstone. I love Hearthstone, <laughs> and I hate to give it, I hate to give it a bad like opinion, but Hearthstone, um, if you've played a whole lot of Magic, then Hearthstone feels a little watered down compared compared to Magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's close enough, and it's the same kind of thinking. It's the same kind of strategy, and the way you have to think about your turns and thinking about turns that you know your next turn. That whenever I'm about to play a Magic tournament, I play a whole lot of Hearthstone because even though the game's different, the rules are different, and it is like a little bit of an easier to learn uh, version of Magic. It's still that same. It's that same tactical thinking, and it's a lot faster. You know, it's a lot faster to just pick up a game of Hearthstone. You literally just queue and bam, you're in a game. I'll try to play, you know, thirty games or so before I before I go play Magic because it's the same the same type of thinking, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. I dig it. I dig it though. I like it. Yeah, I dig. I dig, I dig it too. It's uh, it's it's become my new addiction, which is unfortunate, but uh, no, I like it. I, I did uh, ranked for the first time yesterday and. Uh, Got my ass beat, <laughs> but, uh, but you know it's a bit of fun. I'm gonna I'll do a ranked again today, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I recommend I, it. But I totally agree with you in the terms that it's the watered down magic. It's nowhere near as advanced as magic and uh, but, not as not as intricate. But I think that actually works in its favor. It does, it does, and that, and that's that was another point I was about to make was that in a in a way, in a way, it's nicer that it's that way. Yeah. Um, and it kind of has to be. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of rules and stuff that are in Magic that even when you're playing the Magic Online version of Magic, it's not quite the same as whenever you play it like in person because the computer can't necessarily handle some of the uh, grammatical rulings of some of the things. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's it for Azerothian times. Try the Hearthstone and uh, the new WoW expansion cannot come fast enough for me. Yeah. Let's move on to coming soon. Okay, so in Australian cinemas, April 10th, we get Muppets Most Wanted, Divergent, and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, and I actually, uh, I'm not that excited about Muppets Most Wanted, to be honest with you. I'm a Muppets fan, not that excited. Grand Budapest Hotel is uh, Wes Anderson's, Wes, Wes Anderson's uh, latest effort, so uh, I'm interested. I'll check it out. But Divergent, I've actually already seen Divergent at a, at a preview screening, and uh, I've got to tell you, it's awful. Have you seen Divergent? It's already been out in the States. Have you seen it? No, Becca wants to go see it, and I keep telling her, like, she's being fooled. Like, that movie's <laughs> got to be bad. There, I, don't know how, I don't know how I know, but it's just like whenever you've seen enough bad movies, you start picking out the trailers. You know that's, that trailer? <laughs> it's leading to a bad movie. We had, the, we had the trailer at the start of uh, Captain America, and Crystal's like, I know, you know, I know you said that this film is terrible, but the trailer actually looks you know, not too bad. And I'm like, I, I assure you that the trailer's got all the good bits. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> Talking about trailers, before we move on to the American releases, uh, we had the trailer for Godzilla last night. <laughs> Crystal yeah, reckons, Crystal reckons we should just call it Cranston. <laughs> Cranston the movie. 
That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's coming out in America's cinemas? Uh, so the three major ones is Draft Day, Oculus, and Rio 2. Um, Draft Day is one of those uh, sports picks movies, which is odd that we've had a, like a few of those recently. I don't know what those all of a sudden spur of that type of movie is. Yeah. Um, Oculus, I don't know anything about that movie except for it has, uh, that's the movie that has Amy Pond in it. Isn't that that movie? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a horror movie. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Lots of mirrors. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, some I sort of, see like it, creatures, creatures that live, uh, create, uh, sort of demons or something that sort of live in, in mirrors and, and attack people or something. Yeah. Yeah. Looks, looks I right. just want to see it because she's really hot. That's why I want to see it. <laughs> she is a very attractive girl. That's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> and uh, we also have Rio 2, which is the, the animated film uh, with the birds. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure my wife will want to see that, but I don't really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so and, you'll be, and that's so, all the major ones coming out in America. <laughs> so you can go to the cinema together, and you go off to see Oculus, and she goes off to see Rear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to the movies no. together and seen different films? No, I've never done that. <laughs> that would be... I've wanted to. I've wanted to. Let me tell you. <laughs> that would be grounds for divorce, dude. <laughs> yeah, that would just be weird. <laughs> that would be very weird. Oh well. well, there you go. So that's that's it for the show. That's everything we've got. I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, it was a lot of the contest of champions was gold, and we're definitely doing that dice thing again. I'm mad. But uh, yeah. if you want to hear more of Young Bo, like we talked about at the start of the show, you can hear him on ecnradio.com. If you want to check out more great shows uh, like this one, um, you know some of which star both me and David, uh, head over to uh, undercastnetwork.com. So that was undercastnetwork.com. Awesome. What other type of shows we got on there? We have uh, ECN Radio, Nerd Culture Podcast, Film Flams is on there, um, and uh, we also have uh, Talk the Walk, which is a Walking Dead show. We just go over each episode, and even during the off season now, we're gonna, you know, just go over news and, and different kinds of uh, theories and things that we have for the next season. Um, also, we have a show called Bingo Punch, which is going to be a fighting game specific show. So if uh, I don't know nothing about fighting games, but if you're into that sort of thing, just check out Bingo Punch. That's it for now. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of a small network of just, uh, you know, our friends. It's just, you know, we're all really close uh, people. All the shows are really similar because they star a lot of the same people. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it will soon grow, and uh, it's it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah, I do want to expand to other shows, but um, we're, we're starting out this way, and, and I kind of like the vibe of it. So Awesome. That's cool. So check it out. It's, uh, so it's uh, ecnradio.com for more bow and undercastnetwork.com where you can catch all of our shows. Check it out. Anyway, that's it for the show. 86. That's it from me and that's it from Bo. The day of your reckoning, Bane Bloodhoof has arrived. <laughs> Did that sound like Bane? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, you can also Skype us uh, on Nerd Culture Podcast, and you can rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget, we also have our Amazon affiliate widget on our website that uh, you can go, use to go through and purchase things through Amazon uh, with your own with your own account. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a, a, a slice of the profits and um, a very small slice, but a slice nonetheless. It makes uh, us happy, and uh, which you know helps us uh, produce the show and uh, various other stuff. But also, it's just it's awesome. So if uh, if you could use that, that would be awesome. And thank you for listening. <laughs>